right, riddle me this, Kev. What's one of the first upgrades you should do to your vehicle? What is it? What do you go for? Well, you might think power, but ultimately, from a smart and safe perspective, definitely the brakes. Yeah, no doubt. Upgraded braking systems can really transform a vehicle's performance and honestly give you better peace of mind behind the wheel in any situation. You know, from the track to off-road trails, even the morning commute, every single vehicle deserves performance brakes at an affordable price. And no matter what your vehicle or driving style, PowerStop has complete brake upgrade kits for you. So head to PowerStop.com, fill in your vehicle's information into their easy-to-use brake finder to be matched with complete kits and components that are low-dust, noise-free, and feature upgraded stopping power. That's right. You could join the thousands of other drivers that have already transformed their vehicle into a stopping powerhouse today with PowerStop. PowerStop.com, brake upgrades made easy. Welcome to Two Guys Garage Podcast, a production of iHeartRadio and Britain Productions. Welcome to Two Guys Garage Podcast. I'm your man, Willie B. That is Kevin Bird. And we are stoked because, Kevin, it's important today, man. It is all about suspension. A lot of times people talk about, you know, revving up the horsepower, making more torque, making more, you know, high-end power. But how are you going to make that power Stay on the ground. Suspension is key to how your car feels, right? Well, there's G-forces from acceleration, right? Well, there's also G-forces in cornering, and those are equally fun. Right? (laughs) Equally fun. For me, man, as a guy that loved road course racing, loved time attacks and SCCA stuff, dude, for me, there is more speed to be made up, especially, you know, when you're racing real tight guys and you're the same about the same power. There's more speed to be made up at a track through the turns than through the straightaways because most classes have either restricted plates or things on there so that the class isn't, you know, you got one guy outrunning everybody on the straightaway. It's in the corners that you make up all your speed, exit and approach angles. It's, it's key. Yeah, when you've got uh, open track day, I mean, you can do unlimited, you can do whatever you want, you can show up with what you want. So you can show up with crazy power, blast by everybody, get lapped in the turns, or you can put the combination together. But like you said, when you're in some sort of class, there's typically, you know, a cap on horsepower. And so how are you going to win? It's all about your setup. It's all about your suspension and getting that speed out of the turns. Yeah, man. And you know us, we love some of the old school muscle cars. The thing with old school muscle cars is they rode like garbage, man. They were trash through turns. Nobody ever thought about, hey, how do we make this thing turn? You can't make it turn, man. It's 4,000 pounds. You know, it's a 115-plus-inch wheelbase. Well, now, due to guys like John Hotchkiss, who's our guest today, man, suspensions, so sort of those hurdles are tackled in a real aggressive way. Like, you can get old muscle cars to handle exactly i mean identical to modern day cars and it's nothing better man than watching a guy right try to shake you on a road course or a time attack track and me and my 70 roadrunner which has a hotchkiss super tvs kit and he's like i don't understand why this big car is on my bumper even through the turns he's on me it's great oh that's man. called respect at <laughs> yeah. the highest level right because you're showing up like uh as an underdog when you show up in an old car and you don't have modern suspension right everybody looks at you like oh yeah okay i know what that guy's gonna do he's gonna blast the straights and then i'm gonna smoke him you know and then you come out and you rip around those corners right and you start passing guys left and right wow it's 
you know, it's a mind blow for them. It really kind of cuts the ooh, the ego down. And dude, you get mad respect because you're bringing it, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, I took, like my, said, I took my 70 Roadrunner to a time attack course here, you know, not too far from where I live. And I, I never forget because there were people there, like, you know, in Subies and Hopped Up Evos and stuff. And they're like, what is this old man car doing here? And then another one of my buddies is like, have you seen underneath that car? So they all get a peep underneath it and they're like, oh, snap. I ended up second that day in a time attack course in a 1970 Plymouth Roadrunner. Like, that's an nice. enormous car, you know? And the yeah. only one out there. Well, think about it. I mean, most of these cars are 50, 60 years old. So, I mean, everything's just worn out. And you think, oh, we'll just put new stuff on it. You put the same new stuff that came with from the factory. I mean, first of all, everything from, you know, the camber curves are all wrong. Right. They're all meant for some, you know, floppy, bias ply tire kind of thing, right? The CG, the ride heights are all way up in the air. They've got no sway bars. So the things are rolling over, flopping left and right. So you put new parts on an old car, it's still going to drive like a 60, 70 year old car. So here comes the task of how do I now fix that problem, right? It's yeah. not an easy one. No, man. And when you think about all these components and things you need to upgrade, you're talking heim joints, tubular control arms, adjustability, longer ball joints with a longer shaft on it so you can affect camber, uh, sway bars. I mean, just the spring rate on leaf springs and sway bars and how it all works together in a real nice symbiotic relationship is key, especially when you think about all the things moving under your car and what's happening, you know, in those fields of movement, right? In those ranges, there's a lot going on. If you could dial all that in wow your car settles down through the turns it gets really smooth and we all know the smoother it is the faster it is on the track right yeah let's break it down so what are we really trying to do with our suspension i mean the name of the game is grip from your tire and you know the tires are getting flat and wide so take a coke can and lay it on its side right and just tip it up a degree or two now you're only touching one edge of that coke can right or part of your tire so yeah, when you're going straight down the road, you know, your tire, you can get your alignment set up, you're going nice and flat. But once you start hitting some corners and you get body roll, just the kinematics, the linkage and how they're all connected, right? You can get tires flopping over in the wrong directions, right? Your camber curves are horrible. So your contact patch is just not touching the ground and you're losing speed. So between trying to get, you know, your, your contact patch as flat as you can and you have deflections in your wheel, you have deflections in your tire, so you got to kind of account for all that stuff when you're going into certain conditions like coming out of a corner or hard diving into one, getting that flat. But the next thing is about the control of the tire as it's going up and down. And that's where proper spring rates, proper shock damping, right? All that tuning, trying to keep that tire flat and on the ground as it's going through, you know, bumps and jounces and, you know, all the kind of things you're going to hit in a, a real road condition or on the track. Yeah, man, it is such a an unbelievable task at hand, but there's really none better than our guest who we're going to have on in just a minute, John Hotchkiss. He started out in muscle cars. He does everything from muscle cars to modern muscle and imports, and he can improve your new Camaro, your new Mustang, your new Vets, and all that stuff now, but he really cut his teeth in the muscle car era. Back when I first started talking to this guy, there was nothing for us Mopar dudes. Like, he actually had to assemble a kit when I first approached him about doing, you know, a body Mopar because they're so big. Nobody throw those in a you know road course scenario or <laughs> you know a time That'd attack. Be crazy. Course. Yeah, who would man. go do that? Yeah, and sure enough, this guy makes bolt-on kits. 
that literally you could spend a day in your garage, and I feel confident any DIY guy could tackle this, spend a day in their shop, and when you back that car out, it totally is completely different how it can handle the road, how it feels, how it, you know, just... The geometry and in sharp turns are yielding, and this now all of a sudden you want to push and drive your car much harder than you ever have before. So it's kind of like a catch twenty two. It's a good thing, but chances are the over under of you getting speeding tickets goes way through the roof after you get one of these upgraded suspensions because you want to drive the car like like a modern sports car. You want to push it. Yeah, man, my foot just goes to the floor. I don't even know what happens. It wasn't me at all. It just, you know. Sir, yeah, it's like can't help it, can't yeah, help it, officer. I'm sorry. I said the other day, man, I hate when I get pulled over, and the cops like, you know, why are you going so fast? I'm like, I'm trying to keep up with traffic. And he's like, there's no traffic around. I said, that's how far behind I am. Oh that's my god! Right. All right, man. No, I'm I'm <laughs> stoked to bring on John because I met him probably 15 years ago on the pilot of Overhauling. So before Two Guys Garage, right. I started the pilot with uh, Chip Foose and the gang, did a bunch of episodes the first couple of seasons before moving on to some other projects. And sure enough, you know, we're thrashing, we're building the car. Here comes John, right? 1971 Chevelle, hooking it up with the Hotchkiss suspension, right? What a great guy, great team, fun people to work with. And sure enough, we fired that thing up, hammered it, started ripping it around. And I mean, completely different car yeah. like overnight in a couple of hours you can turn something old and sloppy into a hell of a ride yeah man something that's competitive in the lane beside you on any scca course so let's take a break man i'm stoked when we come back the man the myth the legend john hotchkiss joins the show from hotchkiss suspensions quick break on two guys garage podcast It's the Two Guys Garage Podcast, Kevin Bird, Willie B, stoked because if there's one name that's kind of synonymous to old muscle cars getting a new life and suspension underneath it, it's John Hotchkiss. This guy is literally taking all the factory pivot points and said, okay, we got to put better, well-equipped gear. We got a Heim joint. We got to put tubular control arms. We got to put components underneath the car that make it handle, you know, whether it's a road course, an SCCA course, or just out there banging around, having fun on a country road. This is the stuff you need under your car in order to make it right, make it righteous. Yeah, dude. John is the man. So excited. I've known this guy for years, been around his equipment, driven in his cars. And, you know, you are a repeat customer just like myself. And I think that says a lot. So let's bring him on. All right, here he is, the man, the myth, the legend, John Hotchkiss. I'm so happy to have you on our Two Guys Garage podcast, John. I've been a super fan of yours forever. You're the only suspension guy that I literally have under, God, one, two, three, four. I got four or five cars that have Hotchkiss suspension underneath it. And for me, I don't know that there's a better company to take stock pivot points, right, on old school muscle cars and upgrade it to a, you know, to a format that you could literally bang corners on, man, and really get aggressive, whether it's time attack, road course, things like that, man. You allow us so much freedom to drive our cars because what you have built and what you created to put underneath the car. So welcome to Two Guys Garage Podcast, John. Man, I am. I tell you, I love that build up. I really appreciate that. Thank you. It. Uh, oh, and then likewise to you and 
uh, all you do, the cars, the giveaways, the supporting people. I mean, it, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's guys like it's a, it's a big industry, but it's really so close knit. And, uh, so it's just fantastic of uh, all the things you're into. So John, I got to ask you, what led you to the world of suspensions? What made you go, this is what I'm going to create and this is how I'm going to do it. What was that moment? Well, it's, it, it was kind of a, culmination of a number of things. So upon graduating from Art Center College of Design and Automotive Design, uh, I loved the exterior of the car, but I was really fascinated on how they work and what makes a better car, what makes a better riding, handling car. And then also from all the racing I did, it was, we were, the horsepower was pretty much, you had what you had and, and generally enough, but it was always working on the suspension. So how do you make the car better? How do you make it uh, get into the corner better how do you put the power down better and and just how do you make it we did a lots of sports car racing and how do you make it better for a long run and and so on and and uh then i said okay well how do you translate all of that then into uh, a, a business so it's how do you how do you make um, the largest section of cars american muscle cars and how do you make them handle really well so people can enjoy it because engines are great engines are available paint interior everything else but you need the suspension it's vital to make a proper uh, a proper project work and you know that and so I said okay let's figure out what the largest group is American muscle cars and it just went on from there so bird can bird and I can attest to this man there is everybody's fast in the straightaway but where you make up the majority of your speed on a time attack, any sort of SCCA course, ARCO, road course, is through the turns, through all the, you know, the ins and outs and the lines that you take into turns. And, man, being able to put your car through something like that, a chicane, hard turns, copings, and have it absorb everything, that's where the real speed is actually made. Right, Bird? You got to admit that, man. Oh, you can go to any track day where you've got a whole spread of vehicles from Corvettes to Miatas to everything else. And right, the guys with the big horsepower, boom, they're going down the straights. They're starting to pass people. And as soon as you get in the corners, right, it's the guy that's got the suspension set up, maybe the lighter weight. Boy, they're picking up that speed through the corners. And so depending on your track, right, maybe you can overpower some guys in straights. But if you can go power and hit the corners, you're the top dog. Yes, indeed. And John, you allow us to do that in old school muscle cars. Ab absolutely. And so the, the thing is, is the, the muscle cars are getting more and more valuable. And so they need to be, and, and more people are driving them now. The market has broadened incredibly. So it's not just guys that had muscle cars before. Now it's, it's, it's women, it's kids, it's aunts and uncles. It's really a family thing. And which is fantastic. And so we were always stress safety. Now it started of handling and control and so on to go faster on the racetrack and just be better. But now it's really evolved into, hey, safer. You know, if you want to put your 16 or 17 year old kids behind the wheel, you want something that drives well. And there's such a, a big difference between today's cars and old muscle cars that uh, you want to make sure that your muscle car has today's performance, today's handling, so everybody's safe and everybody jo enjoys it. You know this, man. When you can go out and throw your big old car around a couple corners, people get excited for you. And that's just not even being in the driver's seat. They're excited watching the car, let alone driving it. Yeah, absolutely. And how, but how many times do you guys go to car shows, and you're always out at events, and you see 
great engines, great interior, great paint. And then you look at the suspension and it's just old and non-restored. <laughs> and you say, how could you do that? I mean, I, uh, oh, and, and not to put anybody down, but it's, it's as, it's as important as a great drivetrain or more. I mean, I, I always say do the suspension first and then have a, have a good driving car and then, and then go from there. So it's, um, uh, I tell you, we still have as many years we've been in business, uh, and it's our 26th year, which just blows my mind how fast. Gone. But uh, hey, there's still plenty of cars to modify, and plenty of good times ahead. Yeah, all right. So I got some, you know, technical questions. So, you know, when you take an old car, and you know, you can split it up into whatever A body or F body or whatever. Uh, what are some of the challenges? You know, because you're constrained by what's there, right? What suspension pickup points, et cetera. So what do you think the biggest changes are when you go attack a full system like that? Is it just spring rates or just shock tuning? Or is it, you know, ball joint relocation, getting the roll centers right, camber curves? You know, what's the combination of stuff that you try to go after that the older cars just didn't design for, but you guys can come in again, with some of the constraints there and still make it, like what's your recipe for making a really old car drive as good as a new car? Bird, that's a great question because uh, we do, we, we, we continue to build really the finest bolt-on suspension we can. So we wanna make sure that a family can put that on in their garage and have a really good time in the car build side. And also the shops can, can build it quickly as well. But since we don't change the pickup points uh, generally, there are a couple of applications we do. But we look at, we say, okay, from the steering wheel to the tire, what is the, what's the car intended for? What, what tires will it be used on it from, let's say, BFG TAs all the way to the stickiest Falcon 6, 615s or whatever it is? We say, okay, what, what type of camber curve does it need? What caster, how much caster does it need? Will it be driven on autocross track, freeway, whatever? And then, so we analyze it all and we generally will use our Romer arm and we'll digitize the whole car and then we'll put it in the suspension software and say, okay, what, where do we want to go? What kind of camber curve? How much camber in an inch of travel do we want to have? What kind of camber gain? Also, when we lower the car down, uh, you lower it down, you know, you change the angles of the steering. So it causes bump steer issues, or maybe the car had bump steer issues. So do we need to relocate uh, steering tie rods? Do we need to uh, make a new center link? What, what does it need to keep, still have a bolt on suspension, but to get to the parameters. So it'll make the best use of those four tire contact patches. So when you attack like an old school muscle car or something like that, to me, one of the best things that you've been able to do is make it easy for the average DIY guy out there to take your super TVS kit. TVS stands for Total Vehicle System. Uh, and this kit that you guys can order online or go to Hotchkiss, you know, his website and order up, it's such a dynamic change to the factory pivot points. And it uses all those same pivot points, but just increases the hardware for not just rigidity and longevity, but Man, the way the car moves through a turn, how it flattens it out, how the CG drops a little bit, you lower the center of gravity on it, and all of a sudden, man, through a good set of tires, 
it is amazing how you could transform. I mean, a night and day difference. Some of these bigger, huge, enormous platforms, especially for us Mopar guys like me. I'm talking 117 inch wheelbase. Absolutely. You know, we also, to, to answer your question more, we really look at the spring rate and we really consider springs a basic what keeps the car from bottoming out. So how do we how do we make sure that the 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 car the the car does not bottom does not hit the bump stops in any kind of driving it is and when you lower one of these cars uh you have to manage the travel because you've gone from four or five inches of travel down to three two inches whatever it is so you have a very little bit of travel to manage increase the spring rate as much as we can to make sure it doesn't bottom out but also then shock tuning is vital and we've really found out that Hey, you have to have shocks that that work well with the springs. A lot of people say, "Well, I'll get buy springs from somewhere, shocks from somewhere else." But they it, they they're not. They have to work in unison. They have to be a pair. And so it's so important to have the right damping characteristics to match that spring. But we use very little compression damping, and we use a lot of rebound damping, and that really for keeps the keeps the tire on the road, uh, gets good uh, weight transition, and we can tune with that as well. So when you're looking at some of these platforms that you have, I know for you it started out, you know, you would farm and harvest out shock companies, and you had a partnership with Fox for a while. Now you've gone to something really extraordinary. When I was talking to you a couple weeks ago, you let something really mind-blowing out of the uh, out of the bag in, in which I was blown away. So you have taken what used to be having a three-way adjustable shock. That was the big thing. You have taken that technology and applied the ability for drivers to use their phone in an app on a coilover shock that they can adjust on the fly. So, man, mind blown. That is like F1. That's big, hardcore racing technology now available in modern, you know, drivetrains and old-school muscle cars and just about anything that you make a, you know, a skew for, you can get this type, you know, technology and integration for your car. So tell us a little bit about that and what you found as far as improvements. Well, one thing, but wait, you still have the – and we still have, we really have had great success with Fox, with our aluminum body shocks, whether it's the non-adjustable and also the uh, 22 position adjustable. Uh, yeah, got me some of those. Yeah, <laughs> those are great. And you you have those. And that really, that in, that increase in technology and, the, and what was inside those shocks. And we did, uh, you guys will appreciate, we did, it was gosh, about five or six years ago, we did we went to uh, Virginia National Raceway and did a lot of uh, driving on the road, but also we did it on the shaker rig. So we developed these parts on a shaker rig and spent two days doing that. Uh, but now everybody says, okay, what's next? What do you have that's, that, uh, that we can bolt on? Because everybody, you know, you never leave a project car alone. So exactly, it's our new electronic coilovers. And the way they work is there's eight position adjustment, and that's more of rebound and that's more it's a larger spread than our 22 position fox we thought 22 would be great and it was but people don't want so many clicks they want more adjustment between clicks so i'm i'm holding them right here there <laughs> yeah look at that and uh the uh the the secret is that um 
on your phone, you can program when the shock will turn on or turn off, and it's a bypass of the valving. So let's say you're, you determine your best uh, autocross or your best country road um, setting is, let's say, eight clicks on rebound in the front and four on the back. Well, then you can, you can either run it like that on a, a manual mode with a dash setting, or there's an accelerometer in the car that's wired to the shocks, connected to your phone with Bluetooth, and you can set parameters. You can say, okay, shocks turn on when I hit half a G or one G, turn off uh, when I don't hit the, those Gs, when, I, when, it's, when, it's going, when I'm going straight. So, and you can also set time limits, when the shocks would go on, when they could go off. And then you can put a uh, number of different um, uh, settings or, or solutions in there. So you say, okay, man, my, I want my car to run on this road and that's my setting for whatever Canyon road. This is my setting for country road. This is my setting for autocross. You can get on your phone, get in your car and push the program that, that uh, works for what you're going to drive. So it's the, it's the start of something really big because we can integrate that with dash with uh, the dash to see uh, how the, the car is working, see how the suspension's working. And we've got tons of great ideas. You, you, think that there will be a day where the average consumer can interpret the data of the suspension of the car and under, under what the underneath of the car is doing and hit a button or interpret it in a way where he could adjust his car on the fly so that he's got like F1 style technology you know, damning materials like the, you know, like what you see in the magnet control system in some Chevrolets, what you see under some of these big performance, you know, open road course cars. Will there be a time where you think that adjustability and the ingest, you know, just to be able to ingest that sort of data can be delivered in a means where everyday people can interpret it, adjust their suspension and get a better performing ride out of their car on the fly? I I definitely do, and I'd like to think what you see what you guys think. But it's a I think as we get younger people involved in muscle cars, and which I really believe will happen because I think you know whether it's a Charger, or a Cuda, or Camaro, whatever it is. I mean, these are rolling pieces of art. You know, we get twenty year olds and so on that have no definitely the Charger, most definitely the Charger, a rolling piece of art. Yeah, yeah I mean, definitely art. Absolutely, <laughs> but you know, you get you get guys that are 20 years old and, and girls who, who haven't grown up with these cars and they look at them and it blows their mind the styling they say, how could anybody ever do that because our today's production cars you know they the design parameters are such they're you know they're not as interesting to look at yeah vanilla and so i hope that we get younger people involved and we get younger uh more technically technically savvy people and they'll demand that because they'll want all the cool factors of their new car in an old car. Well, so some of these things can get pretty complicated for people, but they still want to have access. Uh, like an engine tuning, it's gotten so easy now that uh, instead of having to do it yourself, you can download a tune. Do you have that kind of setup? So like if somebody bought a TVS kit and they bought these kind of shocks, do you, do you offer or do you see offering, you know, hey, here's a good track performance tune and, you know, the settings are kind of in there for your vehicle. So you could get, you know, 95, 98% of, you know, the sort of optimal point. But with being able to just kind of grab it off the shelf, grab the system and some sort of, uh, you know, shock tuning calibration. 
we, we are definitely working on that now. And, and uh, so in the spring, we'll start offering uh, recommended tunes. Nice. Oh, that makes nice. it easy. I mean, that, yeah. that that's a game changer because right, there's a one percenter of us that really want to go out there and no matter what, even if we screw it up, we want to play with it right yeah we're trying to get one percent and sometimes we go backwards but that's okay because we enjoy it but there's 99 percent of other people that just love cars they have a certain skill set a certain amount of tools they really want to go out and and drive it in you know maybe not the one percenter category the the f1 but if they can go out on a track day or if they can go out on a country road and get a vehicle that feels and responds like that with you know, let's say minimal effort, right? The the fun stuff yeah. about bolting parts on, but not about renting track days and having clock timers and tire temps and everything else. But to be able to get a package like that and get the kind of return on investment and fun factor, uh, that's awesome. Hey, look, we got to wrap up, but I want everybody to know where to find you socially. So how do people, I know you got a new location, new store. It's in North Carolina. Where do people find you at? Where do people find out more about Hotchkiss suspensions? Well, if you're if you're in Mooresville, North Carolina, and you're you're visiting racing teams, or right here amongst them all, so we'd love to have people visit us. But if you want to uh, go on our website with all the technical information and more, you just go to Hotchkiss.net. H O T C H K I S dot net. Hotchkiss.net. There you go, man. Much love, John. You're an awesome guy. And side note. John is an animal. He's a hero. He's battled cancer. He's been one of those guys that has, you know, given given life um, just a hell of a run and everything he's done, man. And dude, I gotta put put my hat off to you. You are you're an amazing man, dude. An amazing hero in that regard. So I appreciate your time. I'm glad you were here. Thanks so much for what you're doing to our car community and automotive world. It's John Hotchkiss, Hotchkiss Suspensions. As always, man, we appreciate having you on, John. Hey, thank you both very much. All right, buddy. Take care. Bye-bye. See you, buddy. How cool is it to have the man that really cut his teeth on approving muscle cars, but now he does so many formats, so many applications. That dude is a legend, bro. Oh, he's everywhere. And when you talk about the the size of the automotive industry, it seems so big, but yet it's really small, tight-knit. Yeah. There's some really key players. John is one of those guys. Yeah, man. And just a, he's one of those guys that's always had a real aggressive approach to everything that he's done. You know, we blew it off a little bit there, but he's a cancer survivor. He didn't even tell people that he worked with that he had cancer. He just was like, I'm going to take a personal leave. Came back six months later. Like, you know, like nothing that ever happened. Like that dude is a soldier, man. And when it comes to finding that driving spirit and i talk about just the energy the the mechanism in a guy's mind or a female's mind right when they're pushing their car as hard as they can and really pushing it through turns and they get that fun factor that little giggle in their gut man that guy's responsible for so many times i've had that experience in my life yeah i've got a lot of love for anybody that can help me go faster and john helps me go faster I love that guy in so many ways, man. Yeah, man. Well, how essential is it, dude? We, you know, we both tackle road courses often. I go out to several courses here in Colorado. You go out to yours. You even bought a little Miata. How important? How critical is it for your time? Because you're fighting time more than anything, right? How critical is it to get a a nice solid line on the you know, on the approach and on the exit through a turn? You know, a lot of people can you know cut the corner and straighten out the turn a little bit, but man having a car that can handle it whether it's coping whether it's bumps coming out or just real you know real world driving 
having a car that can adapt to a suspension and absorb all that stuff is it's crucial if you want to go fast. Yeah, there's a lot of talent that can overcome a lot of poor equipment. But yeah. once you've kind of reached the end of your talent, man, you need some good equipment. You got to go <laughs> yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> my problem, I'm halfway through the turn and I run out of talent. <laughs> yeah. Help me out, please. Bail me out of this one. <laughs> no doubt, man. Well, he has been great in that regard. It's just fit, finding ways to make older cars go faster. Finding, car, finding ways to make older platforms feel and handle like modern cars. Well, it's an addiction because it's never over. You're still finding that little bit of speed. And it's always that balance between your skill set. How did I approach this corner? How did I get the weight transferred just right? What did I do right and wrong? And then what can I do with my vehicle to get it to do something better? And it's this never ending quest because you're always finding another fraction of a second and it's addicting. It's like playing the slot machine. You're like, ding, 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 ding. I want a couple bucks. I'm throwing those quarters right back in, baby. Let's go again. You know, I'm going to go faster. If there's any tip I could give to anybody listening to the podcast, if you've ever done an, you know, an open road course or an SCCA course, or you know, you had your Arco life, whatever. If you ever done any real serious racing, I would. The one hint, if you were, if I was only allowed to give you a single hint, I would tell you, the smoother, the faster. The smoother you attack through the turns on straightaways, your exit angles, and so forth. The smoother you can make that that car. You know, roll through a turn, come off, you know, coping, get in the straightaway, get in your braking, the smoother, the faster you'll be. You know, that's the saying, and I've gone into so many corners, felt like, man, I'm the smoothest dude on this planet, and somebody's just ready to pass me. So there is more (laughs) to just smooth. Let me just tell you right that, but that's the name of the game is to do the trick and make it look smooth, right? Exactly. (laughs) Right, because if you don't have a lot of experience, that smoothness is always chatter, braking. You know, you think about progressive braking and so forth, going to the skid, so forth. But to make it smooth, man, you're not scrubbing any time. You're not losing any time. You got a friction coefficient where you're just sliding sideways, but just, you know, moving forward as, as fast as you possibly can. It's such a cool little gray line that you you ride on. And it's, uh, man, it's, it's kind of raised the hair on the back of my neck when I think about doing it. I love it. <laughs> All right, man, I am definitely getting geeked up myself. I want to go hammer some corners and pick up some (laughs) speed. Uh, But you know what? Talking about time, we're running out, so we better close out for today and catch you guys again more with some of this conversation next time. Uh, Make sure to check us out on our TV show, Two Guys Garage, on the Motor Trend Network. You can catch us now streaming on Motor Trend On Demand, too. Yeah, man, we have to thank our guest, John Hotchkiss, president of Hotchkiss Performance. My man, Kevin Bird, right there. I would be Willie B., our producer, Scoop, executive producer, Bob Ecker. And don't forget to use our website, guys. It's twoguysgarage.com. Share your thoughts with us on any social media. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter, at Two Guys Garage. Two Guys Garage podcast is copyright 2019, Britain Productions, Inc., all rights reserved. Why? because it's ours. All right, guys, we had fun. Hope you did too. We're out of here. We'll catch you on the next Two Guys Garage podcast. Two Guys Garage podcast is a production of iHeartRadio and Britain Productions. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows.